Hello and welcome to Xbox World's Strongcast number 13. Uh, I'm Xbox World Associate Editor Andy Hartup and I am joined today by the regular Strongcast team, Mike Gapper. Hello. And Matthew Castle. Hello. And today, uh, it being the 13th Strongcast, the unluckiest Strongcast, we're not talking about anything unlucky. What we are talking about is Assassin's Creed 3 and we're going to talk about Bioshock and the fact that that's been delayed. Which is unlucky. That is unlucky. And then we're going to tell you what we've been playing and bore you with that. We won't bore you with that because we are very interested. I might bore you with that. Yeah, Matt might. <laughs> just, just a little warning. We'll give, we'll give, we'll um, if if Matt does, if Matt is like really, really boring when he starts talking <laughs> about the bore horn. We'll uh, we'll do the thing that we did uh, on the last podcast and just include the little the track number so you can just skip forward <laughs> and just completely go past skip it to the end. So Assassin's Creed Three, first in-game footage, and you can't see that I'm air quoting here. In-game footage. It was in-game yesterday. footage. You can't. You can't. It was, it was. It was in the engine. Yeah. And it's just. Uh, it's just. He moved the camera to a, a sort of slightly oblique position. It's, it's still in-game. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of in-game. It's sort of. What you you wanted? It's, fucking, you wanted it's, hard. It's game. It's game one point five. Really. You wanted hard. You wanted to see the menu. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I wanted some hot menu action. I was like, what are the controller menus like? That's I, want, what I, wanted I, to, see. I wanted to see a body like Havoc physics. Like it's like when we were, in, we were in the office watching the, the trailer and, so, and someone, it might have been you, said, uh, said oh, it's, it's all hacky and slashy. And it's like, well, I'm not going to show a, a 10 minute trailer of a guy sitting on a rooftop waiting for a dude to arrive so we can stab him in the throat and then yes, run away. That was absolutely me. Sitting yeah. on the bench. <laughs> so, what, what do we think of it? I mean, is it what we were expecting? Uh, does it do anything that we weren't expecting it to do? I mean, does it does it feel like Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I guess. I mean, they showed a little bit of the town stuff, which looked quite Assassin's Creed. You know, where he was jumping through. I quite like the bit where he hopped through the window. I thought that yeah. looked all right. I like the idea of kind of like having through routes, so it's not just over; it's under, around. I, I like. I think that's going to be good. Um, yeah, I guess the kind of my sort of big question is how those how the countryside bits are kind of work because you know they showed him climbing on some trees and you're like okay I get that you know trees as climbing frame kind of replacing the buildings and whatnot but there's a lot of open ground and you know open ground in Assassin's Creed's never been that great uh, mm. it's all a little bit you know you're crossing it to go and kill someone at somewhere interesting otherwise it's just a field so did you uh, did you play the first Assassin's Creed where you yeah. had to go through the Holy Land. To yeah. get to all the different seats, that was tedious. Yeah, it was pretty it was really it was tedious. Pretty I guess he had the horse. I don't know. Has he got a horse in this one? He must have a horse. Something. He must surely have a horse. Yeah, maybe. No, you haven't seen it yet. Maybe he can transform into a mighty hawk and <laughs> fly, fly across the wilderness. Some Native American magic. Yeah. <laughs> they can all do that. That's a fact. But no, the free, the free running stuff, I think it was in. It was probably in Boston, wasn't it? Because there's two cities, there's Boston and New York. Yeah, and it looked a lot, a bit a lot harbor, more Boston. Sort of harbor, yeah. harbor kind of city. Yeah. Oh, that 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 was that was fantastic, and that feels like proper Assassin's Creed for me. Yeah, well, um, a little bit like Splinter Cell: Conviction as well, the way you sort of, you know, moving through murdering people and sort of doing it all in one movement. It was yeah, it felt good. But um, the um, the the old. Um, you know, it's an old trick, and they always do it. They've, they're always very good at that stuff. I thought the uh, some of the the kind of dual death animations he had going. You know, he was like killing one guy and then sticking that guy's bayonet into like mm. you know some bloke behind him, and that all looked fun. You like that stuff? And that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's all about that sort of wham bam kind of animation gloss. Well, that's what it's become. Yeah, well, that's what it's become. I, I do, I, I do, I do sort of 
semi-seriously complain about it because mm. I'm obviously going to play Assassin's Creed 3 and I'll probably love it, mm. let's face it. But I do, I, do miss, I do miss seeing the stealth. And I think slowly since, since the first Assassin's Creed it's just become less of a stealth game. A more of oh, a I think it's just more of a stealth game. I think it's become more and more of a stealth nah. game because the options for stealth in the first game were so limited because the AI was completely shit and the number of moves you had were so limited. But by the time Ezio was introduced, they'd really got those stealth systems up to scratch. There was like were proper ways to hide in crowds. It wasn't a case of walking at a snail's pace with your head bowed. Now you can actually stand near a group of people and just blend in with them and so on. Like they've actually enhanced all the stealth systems with every game they've made. And I don't see any reason why that's going to be any different with this new one. I don't know. They, they've enhanced them, but they've they've overcomplicated them. I mean, the stuff with the bombs in Revelations. I mean, yeah, that was the, silly. Bo- the bombs were bollocks, and and the, that tower defense game was heinous. Yeah, but that, heinous. that was when they reached the point in uh, with the with Ezio, and they were like, "Look, what what do we do now? What's left? What's left to do?" And let him die. Surely their A team were working on Assassin's Creed 3 when they were exactly, making that one as well. Exactly, exactly. And they the had... B team are like, Tower Defense! Well, the, <laughs> well, no, the, the B, B C, D, the LF teams. The B team worked on Brotherhood and that was pretty good. But, you know, it's the C team. It was, you know, oh, the work C experience team. kids and everything working on Revelations. Assassin's Creed 3, I've just got a massive problem with the uh, the setting. I just I just don't... Who cares? Yeah. Really? America because of shit. Because, look, here's why. It's not that I'm not interested in the history. The history is really exciting and really interesting. Mm. It's not that I care about stabbing redcoats because, it's, you know, down with the king. But um, <laughs> it's the, what makes Assassin's Creed cool in all, all the games we've played so far is you're in a, what is, for the time, a modern city. Mm. But there's always remnants of the old city in it. When you're in mm. Constantinople, you can go into the underground cistern, which is like mm. its ancient cistern. And, and you go to, when you're going through Rome, and you see the, the big Roman aqueducts, mm. and you can climb on top of them, and you can climb on the Colosseum. Mm. And when you're in, uh, you know, in in Venice, there's everywhere you go, there's these layers of the old city, and you've got a new city built atop the old. Yeah, yeah. Every city has an old district. There is no old district in Boston. There yeah. is no old district in New York. These these are places that are what they are. There's nothing you could you can't have any secret underground locations because no one was around to build them. There wasn't you can't have any old architecture because there's no one in an era which is building that stuff. Now there yeah. are it's, there's in the DLC they've already teased like the pre-order bonus DLC mm. and one of them's like Mayan ruins. Yeah, they're obviously going to go towards some like Incan Mayan stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're obviously going to do a bit of that, but that's going to be a bespoke area separate to the thing that's going to be you know mm-hmm. Connor travelling south to get to it in a bespoke little section that you'll play on its own before returning to the north mm. those northern cities they're going to be just exactly what you have in mind there, there's nothing cool or mysterious you yeah, can do but, with those cities but surely that's what the countryside's for you know the countryside is the hist- that's old America it's the Native American like the, f- the forest I know the what woods. a tree looks like yeah I, I don't know. know what the great sister in Constantinople <laughs> yeah, looks like but do you know what those trees look like you know <laughs> those trees are they're different trees this is a terrible argument I don't know even know what I'm saying yeah they, they are just saying, trees you know, that's their that's their but the, that's surely, a new thing they're going to play on that like it, it's complete bullshit but surely they're going to play on all that um Kind of Mason, kind of that Dan Brown conspiracy kind of bullshit. All the I'm kind sure, of founding I'm sh- fathers. Yeah, hey, I'm sure they will. In secret the, in temples. The, in the same way they played on the Leonardo da Vinci stuff in the SEO game. Yeah, but 
that was Leonardo da Vinci in a city which was old and new and had all these different areas, and now it's going to be the Masons in a boring city. Yeah, no, but that's and what the whole idea of the Masons. It will be a boring city because there's no structures in Boston at the time that were as tall as anything as the Colosseum. But that's that's what's kind of interesting in a way. You know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of interested to see how you know because they can't. Have, they must. They know it. It's a flat city. You know, maybe that's that's why they're going for that kind of interior stuff. Maybe a bit more, a bit more kind of windings, making it a kind of like I denser guess they space have to, instead mean, of a taller space. Yeah, they have to because it's. Like yeah. there, you are never going to have a section in Assassin's Creed Three hmm. where you climb to the top of some incredible height yeah. and survey the entire city. But it, uh, but but what you will have. And what was on the trailer? It's him climbing up a cliff, waterfalls and stuff. Yeah, and... but right. oh, big deal. It's you know, <laughs> I've seen waterfalls. <laughs> so, na- nature's incredible. Building work exposed. But here's the thing: video games are really bad at nature. They're really good at architecture. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. only the only time you see like good nature is in like CryEngine, and even that's a, a not. It's like even that you you can see the holes. You know, you can see. Mm. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's a video game. It's limited by the technology, you know? And, mm. like, okay, so they'll build this... Even when you're looking at a trailer where he's going through the trees, you're like, oh, I can see. Those branches are branches he can stand on. Those mm. branches are ones he can't. Because it's, it's a mechanical tree. Mm. It's a tree which works like a machine. Here's the branches you can stand on. Here's the branches you can't. This one bends in a certain way when you apply the X amount of maths to it. Yeah. It's like, that's what it is. A building that works fine, because you look at it, you go, oh, I see it. There's a ledge yeah. there. I can climb on that. When a tree has been built in the same way to offer climbing points, and certain, it just doesn't appeal but at all. What about the? But what about the, you know... Maybe part of that history thing is that you you recognise it. You know, you say like the Colosseum, the X Y Z. You know, the you know you're, it's an iconic kind of building. Yeah. Mm. You know, surely it can trade on the, the 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 kind of icons of the time. You know, the kind of the beginning of name some certain buildings. Yeah, I, I couldn't name like any uh, sort you know of all icons. the the buildings. Yeah, exactly. Listen, Mike, there are some famous buildings. What I'm saying is they they set their games in some famous cities. Mm. Yeah, and there aren't any in uh, Empire State in, Building, New yeah. York. <laughs> well, when, when that was built in the 1900s, you know. <laughs> yeah, and this game's set in the 1700s. Well, maybe there could be. I don't know, like they, like they. I mean, like I say, New York is the world's greatest city, right? Yeah, not in 1700s. It wasn't. <laughs> no. It was a big, it was a big dusty, muddy pit. Yeah, big dusty, muddy island. But I, which, which like, was only populated in the south. It's something I quite like about uh, gangs in New York. Cause it's, 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 uh, that's a yeah. little later, but yeah, that kind of era. But, but you still have that kind of, you know. It, it's kind of backwards and sort of historical in terms of like mud. It's all muddy roads, you know. It mm. hasn't got a kind of got the infrastructure, but at the same time, it has the kind of mainly because of the British influence. You know, it has the the kind of vision of being sophisticated. So you mm-hmm. end up with this kind of like really sophisticated like red brick housing in the middle of like a field. So yeah. it's quite surreal. Like it could be quite a surrealist landscape. I, I like the idea of doing a New York game in like 1931 mm. like a post first world war pre second world war depression era mm. new york with the flat iron building is standing yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know uh, i'm not even sure if this, when the empire state building was exactly built but like when it's being constructed or mm. something along those lines you know when the skyscrapers are just beginning to go up is what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i can imagine that would be a really exciting time to explore that city mm. This point in history, it's all, it's all shacks, isn't it? Yeah, not I, so I think I think so. Yeah, I mean, if you look at New York, New York's an amazing city because if you start in the south of the city and start working your way north, with the exception of the financial district, which is like mostly new skyscrapers and so on, mm. it it gets taller. 
the further north you go until you hit Central Park, then it starts getting lower again. Mm. Like it's a city which was built from the south onwards, and the newer the building, like the further north you go, the newer the buildings get. Mm. It's a really strange place, got a real strange vibe to it, and it's a great city. It's the reason like so many games feature in New York is because it's a great city. Mm. Mm. But 1700s New York is not mm. a great city, and I don't know. I, I I'm listen. I'm with Andy on this one. I'm I'm purposely avoiding hearing anything about Assassin's Creed so that I can mm. enjoy it, going blind and just I, I know enough about the game to mm. know I want to play it. Yeah. And anything more I know is just going to spoil things. I don't want to. You know, don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I know I'm going to enjoy it. I know yeah. I'm going to play it. But I think I just I I the things that I like about Assassin's Creed are impossible in the environment they built for this game. Yeah, I do, I, but that's the thing. I know I, that I'm kind of in the same place as you, I guess. And I, I still, I have, I have faith that they'll make something of the landscape. But you know, the jump from Assassin's Creed One to Assassin's Creed Two was absolutely brilliant. And it went from a game that I didn't actually huge. kind of care for to something I thought was fantastic. Mechanically, and it's going to be a huge leap forward. That, but that's what I want to see. It's the the anticipation of that that core team making another jump. That's that's that's, that's what I'm signed up for. Providing they do make a significant a jump, though, because. Mm. What what didn't happen in between Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed Two? There were no other Assassin's Creed games, mm. save for like a shit one on PSP or something. Mm. So and they had like a few years, and the, the 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 amount of technological advancement between one and two was huge. So they could really impress. Mm. But we've seen Assassin's Creed sort of get better for the last couple of years, uh, and now that three's coming they've out, they've been riffing on the good work that the, the brain they have team been riffing made. on it. But they have, you know, if if they came out with Assassin's Creed Three and said hey, we've got multiplayer and it's brilliant, it's asymmetric, the team in Annecy right. have been doing it, you'd be like, good God, that's brilliant. But we're like, yeah, well, we've seen it in Brotherhood and yeah, we saw it in Revelations yeah. too and it was, yeah, it's great actually, yeah, but I'm kind of bored of it now. What else have you got for me? Mm. I don't I don't think the step from two to three they're is like going to be as pronounced. <laughs> is their answer. I think yeah, the, the answer, if, the, if they're like, when you're saying like you can explore these open environments... It's like you said earlier, there was nothing worse in Assassin's Creed than those open yeah. environments, except maybe the horse riding in Brotherhood. Because they said, <laughs> oh, was they were like, oh yeah, now you can bring horses into the city. You're like, oh great. What, um, so do, go, do guys just jump out of the way if you're galloping towards them? I remember asking that question to uh, a developer and he was like, he just looked at me like, now nah, you sort of brush him aside. And I was like, oh, that probably looks quite weird. And sure enough, <laughs> in the final game, you gallop down like a main street, and you're just you're just as you hit like a big line of people, and you go flying like bowling pins, as they sort of bounce into walls. And yeah. It's just the goofiest, goofiest thing. I don't think I ever used a horse in Brotherhood. I finished the game. I don't. I think I used a horse like once when I had to, like out by the Colosseum. There's a couple of missions where you actually have yeah. to race through the city on a horse. But uh, other than that, I just oh, didn't do it. Brilliant. It was, it was crap. I mean, it's stupid. It's like. It's like introducing a massive car into a tiny city and making a racing game out of it. Yeah. It's mm. just stupid. It's just the horse does not belong on the streets. Mm. I got one other thing in the trailer. Could think a thing I quite like is the um, I like that old school kind of way of fighting. The kind of like you stand in a line, we stand in a line, you fire, we fire. Yeah. You know, all the smoke billowing it's at why, once. It's, it's going to be like, like a very the, cinematic. It's why setting. I like the Total War games. Total yeah, War games. I could. Like, there's a time, so well. there's, you know, as a, as a kind of, you know, thinking sort of mechanically, there's like a timing element to that battle. You can see them having some sort of fun with the idea of kind of like doing stuff in the windows between fire or something. You yeah, know, while the everyone, smoke's billowing and you know, yeah, exactly. And then you, you have to go, you know, go for it kind of thing. Yeah. Ah, I reckon you are going to have to like pick your way through a whole battle at one point yeah. and 
you know, kill people. And on there was both so sides much battle footage in that target. trailer. Like it's got to be, a, yeah, it's got to be a thing. You it's know? a major. It's, it's clearly a major thing. I wouldn't be surprised if the E3 demo, their stage demo, is a mission where Ezio picks yeah. his way through a battle. Yeah. yeah. But that's not what I want to see. That's not. That's not the part of the game I'm interested in. Mm. I mean, is it the part anyone here is like? Oh yeah, I can't wait to pick my way through a battle. That sounds great. It's like that's not what's great about Assassin's Creed. No. Yeah. Maybe I say what. Maybe it's what becomes great about Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. You know? Who knows? It's possible. Yeah, I think there's one thing we haven't really touched on. Uh, what are your feelings on the uh, the hunting stuff? I personally, I don't, I don't think that belongs in an Assassin's Creed game. I could be wrong. I did the the idea of like hunting stuff like you do in Red Dead. It's just you galloping into the wild, seeing something, and just unloading a gun into it. Yeah, and then it. standing mm. next to it and pressing a button. You yeah, know, it's great. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't really buy into that whole. You know, when people say we've built this like ecosystem that you can hunt in, and it's mm. actually, if you really did they build it. They said that about Skyrim. Yeah, well, listen, if you'd actually built an ecosystem, then it would be like you kill a rabbit and then you use the rabbit to try and catch a fox kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it won't be that. It'll be what animal can you see? Yeah. Kill it, yeah. shoot Murder it. it yeah. So take the skin back to the town, and sell, it. sell skin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care about that at all. I didn't care about it in Red Dead, don't care about it here. No. Nah. Someone on the Facebook group was saying, uh, I just want to see the hidden blade. We actually have seen it. We've seen it in an earlier trailer. And the new hidden blade actually fully ejects from his wrist. Really? Yeah, so what he'll do is he'll flick it mm. and it fires out into his hand and he uses it like a little a little stabby knife. Right. So it can come out so far and still be just like the usual yeah. wrist blade. But in the one of the earlier pre-rendered trailers, he sort of flicks his wrist, it comes out into his near the palm of his hand and he sort of spins it in his hand so it's he's got the handle. Right. And he can give people the old stabby stab. It's like a little ice pick kind of thing. The old stabby stab. Ancient Native American technique. Yeah, Yeah, the ancient American, yeah, the Native American technique of the old stabby stab. stab. (laughs) The old tomahawky hawk. Yeah, Yeah. oh, I like that. Want to to take some scalps in the game, innit? Yeah, I don't know if he rolls like that, though. I don't know. Hey, listen, I don't care. I roll like that. It's where, like, But you might not be able to. The developers might go, ooh, I don't don't want anyone taking scalps. In Assassin's Creed 2, there's always this part where it goes, Ezio, warning, Ezio did not kill civilians. I'm like, we'll see about that. <laughs> I, g- I guarantee you he does. <laughs> well, they said they're not shying away from like some of the grimmer realities of the time. They have to take in slavery and that yeah, kind of thing. They so, have to, I mean, there's going to be a section where, obviously, you, you either free some slaves or deal with a slave owner or something mm. because there's no more perfect villain than a slave owner. Yeah. As Quentin Tarantino is finding out yeah, right now. Yeah. Well, it's like, like, like Nazis chain. and zombies and terrorists. You can yeah. kill as many slave owners in a game as yeah. you like. No one no cares. no one will care. No one cares. You can kill as many Nazis, yeah. zombies, slave owners and Brits as you like in a game. God. No worries. Imagine it. Imagine if you know, like how Ezio had that mansion that he slowly built up. Yeah. Imagine if the gimmick in this was that you actually got a plantation <laughs> that you're gradually populating. That would be horrendous. Yeah. So imagine if that. Everyone like you. You know, we're being quite frank in our approach to slavery, and we we're like, oh, the fact is, Connor's like a, a sort of rich English gentry. You know, he's so he's yeah. He's come. He's got. A, he's got a plantation, and they could be pretty controversial with that. They won't do that. They definitely <laughs> will not do that. <laughs> Slave I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not saying I want to do that. I was just saying. I was just throwing the idea. Sounded out. like it to me, Max. Listen, I was just spitballing. Okay. Okay. Well, on that vaguely racist note, <laughs> <laughs> we can probably wrap up talking about. Look, it's got a restate though, right? It's like yeah, end of October. October. Yeah, thirty first. I don't know. Is that the UK? It's probably the American release date. Yeah, so we'll be three days later over here. So like yeah. November second or something. November third, maybe. Yeah. That game's like it's hot. I, again, I, I know enough uh, to know that I don't want to know anymore. 
That's that which is like what's the I think the best thing you can say about a game is that you're so certain it's going to be a good game yeah. Yeah. that you just don't need to know anymore. It's like Prometheus. I don't need to see any more trailers for that movie. Mm. Don't see any more trailers for Dark Knight. There's a new trailer that came out the other week. I don't need to watch that. Thanks very much, but no, I don't need to watch it. I know I'm going to go and see the film. Mm. I'm covered, and I'm not a spoiler baby. You know, like Matt mm. Pellet freaks out over spoilers. I don't care. Like you can ruin the entire film for me, and I'll still go and see it and enjoy it. But it's nice. To, I'm gonna, I'm, yeah. I, I just know enough. It's almost, it would almost be a waste of time for me to sit and watch a trailer at this point. <laughs> those, uh, those, that Prometheus and the Dark Knight trailer that did drop last week, though, they are good. I know, I know you don't they're need to see them. Wildly spoilerific, but, but they are well. good. Yeah, mm. you know they're they're really well put together, and they sort of, I don't know, they they got they got me excited for both films, and I wasn't planning on seeing the Dark Knight at the cinema. I was going to definitely really? going to see Prometheus. Yeah, not at the cinema. I can wait. Are you, are you kidding? No, no, I can wait. It's such a muscular like vision, like you have to see on a big screen, like the cityscape and everything. It, Buildings, well, you have to see that at the cinema, not well, the TV. I do, I do now after watching the trailer. Yeah, that, that is that's mar- you... marketing at work. They made this trailer to appeal to people who might not be going to see it at the cinema. Mm. Those people watch it, me, and now those people want to see it at the cinema. Watching Batman on TV. Unfortunately, it's had a knock-on effect for the dictator because I won't be spending my cinema pounds on the dictator <laughs> oh, as I no. said to you earlier. Oh, poor, poor dictator! I know. Poor dictator. Well, none of Batman. us will be spending any money on the dictator. You don't have to go see this, so. that film in the cinema. Like, that'll work fine on the TV. That, that film will work fine in two, three years' time yeah, when Channel that'll 4 be, That'll be solid two-star comedy wherever you see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Prometheus begin like literally a couple of weeks now. Yeah, First of June. But it's, the trouble is, me and Matt Castle fly off to E3 on the 2nd of June. So That is enough time. Yeah, but I don't want to go and see the evening show well, on a Friday night. Some, some mega LA cinema. I want to see it in LA. Why not? Because I've got work to do. Yeah, you've got a bit of leisure time. Mike has a, Mike's, my, a, Mike's a machine. Yeah, that's my pussy getting time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's my Prometheus getting time. <laughs> We're on quite a different page when it comes to leisure time in LA. <laughs> <laughs> what a gross thing to say. <laughs> Deary me. Hey, Mike Hustle, you and, I, you and me are going to be shacking up, so you can, you can be exposed uh, to that. No, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be exposed I to told, that. Um, I told these guys in the office the other day, and they can all let the readers in on the joke. Basically, what I'm going to do, I, I've got a few things I'm going to do uh, from Mike Castle before we even arrive, in fact. First thing I'm going to do Great. before we go to E3 is I'm going to phone up the hotel and have to move our beds together. <laughs> because I figure that's something you'll enjoy. Number two is... It's going to be all nude all the time <laughs> uh, at Mikey's uh, at Mikey's hotel room. Yeah, so that's well, I can't wait. This I would sort, point out that thing. all Mike all Mike's plans are actually it's just a secret attempt to try and bed me in some way. <laughs> this is what it, Mike's like. I'm pushing our beds together. I'm going to be naked the whole time. It sounds more like a seduction than anything else. <laughs> so I actually think the joke's on him. You know, it's the world's worst seduction. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> is, is that not, is that not is that not how it works? Just walk along, plates. <laughs> Flop out your old chap and go. So uh, <laughs> take it or leave it, I guess. <laughs> we are so we are stay we are sharing a hotel yeah, we with, yeah. together a hotel room together for like a, a week. Yeah. Um, I can't be in being it was booked by Future. I can't imagine it's going to be a nice hotel. No, last year's one was alright. Really? Well, I shared yeah. with Pellet. <laughs> yeah. But he was not nude, presumably. No. 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 He's never nude. <laughs> yeah, he, is. he wears those little jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Jorts. Yeah. In the shower. <laughs> It's um, no the, the hotel I stayed in a couple of years. The other future one was nice. I I tend to, I tend to book my own hotels for these yeah. things. Fun fact though, when when I went to that E three, um, I was like a paid to go there by Tecmocoe, and I, we, funnily enough, we, we should did, say we, didn't do any... we should stop and say 
technically didn't pay you money. No, 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 no. Basically, they had games they wanted you to see yeah. out there, so they, they brought you along. Yeah. Just so our, before our readers go, oh, it's one of those bribes I hear about. <laughs> no. Now, believe me, bribes would be nice. <laughs> and I, I think I speak for everyone here when I say we've never... Had you even had the opportunity to take oh, a bribe? I thought you were going to say more bribes, please. More bribes, please. <laughs> yeah. no. tell, tell you what, I would welcome the touch of a good bribe. Yeah. Would you, so what, what did you spend it on? Well, I, I don't know, whatever. Okay. But I spent it on more nudity. More nudity. <laughs> yeah, just and even, spend, and even more used, naked I used to pay the fines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, uh, we went out and, yeah, like, like you were saying, we had, um, we had an exclusive on Ninja Gaiden. It was Ninja Gaiden 2 mm-hmm. when we went out there. And uh, we, stayed at, we stayed at the... I stayed at the future hotel with like all the all the future people, so it was like you know a load of other editors and publishers mm-hmm. and stuff. And I had this really nice room all to myself nice. because Tecmo had booked it. But um, so like, it's, even, co- even, it's coincidentally in the same building as the future. Crew. Well, because um, because the PR wasn't staying with me, he thought it'd be better if I stayed with all the oh, other future sense. people. And um, yeah, even even my publishers, even my bosses, were having to share a room. You were living like a king. I was living large. I was living large in my own room. I was badass, and I had my own agenda. I didn't have to send any work back either because I was on was on someone else's. Oh God, we do. Oh God, yeah. It's going to be. We always say it on the uh, the strong cast, but readers, you don't want to go to E3. Like, you definitely don't want to be one of the bloggers going to E3 because what that means is you're going to be queuing all day. But if you're at your specialist press or specialist websites. You also don't want to go because you never know you're taking meetings all day and seeing presentations and you're seeing a lot of really cool stuff before anyone else. And that's really great. But then you've got to write about it or talk about it or do something. So what we're doing is we're seeing stuff. We're doing the old seven in the morning till uh, till sort of five in the evening. And then you go straight to the old keyboard, start hammering out the words until nine at night. Then it's podcast time finish sort of around about your bedtime but guess what now it's party time in LA so you're headed out not for me not for you I go to bed I think I probably will too well now well you know you've got to go to some parties while you're out there no I'll go to the Nintendo one but you know I didn't get invited to any of the what happens at the Nintendo party um just hang out last year Charles Martinet voice of Mario was there Oh really? Yeah, that guy's a frigging clown. He's just like, get someone to get them here a drink <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And you're he like, oh, dines out that, that means, when I say that guy's a clown, he is literally the definition of a clown. As in, you go to him and go, do something funny, Charles Martinet, and he'll instantly put the voice Mary on. Mary loves doing the Mario voice. He loves it, yeah. Little too much, I'd yeah. argue. <laughs> That's his Woo! thing, basically. Yeah, That's you're like, no. you're like, all right, do you know where the bathrooms are? No, I don't. I know where the bathrooms are. And you're like, yeah, no, seriously, dude. I just want to know where the bathrooms are. Da ha, hoo hoo, hee hee. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to ask someone else. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah, you're brilliant better. if he was like your uncle. He'd be like, he'd no, be, he'd be like the fun uncle. No. No? He's relentless. He's a re- the thing is, he's like one of the nicest guys. He absolutely loves being the voice of Mary. Mm-hmm. You cannot knock him for that. But at the same time, you know, Mario says like four, four things. Mm-hmm. So really, it's like talking to a guy who can only say "It's a me, Mario." Wahoo! You know, ow, 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 ow. Let's go. <laughs> he's <laughs> the know? world's worst soundboard. Yeah, yeah. but that, he's that a nice his, bloke. Uh, that is his meal ticket, though. So. Yeah. And the fans love it. Like that's he's what brilliant. He's like, do. He'll he'll do it for any like anyone that he's, <laughs> he'll do Mario for anyone. <laughs> he'll do it for if it. you cash Charles Mario on the street, you can just roll up to that guy and yeah. go. Charlie, do some do some Mario, and he'd be like, yeah, wah, 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 wah. yeah, exactly. So I really love Mario, and he yeah, he's so in love with it. I mean, you know, fair play to him. Mean, well, we should get him to do a podcast intro for us. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got a photo with him. I think it's Matt's a huge quite wary well. of him now. He's quite a big bloke. Big tall, big yeah, tall big man. Tall man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll, we'll do another podcast uh, in two weeks' time just before you two go to E3. Mm. And we will talk about everything we expect you're going to be seeing there. Well, we know exactly what we're going to be seeing. It's all been announced already. We'll do a lot of speculation. About well, there's nothing to speculate on. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, optimism, please. Everything's announced. Everything's, everything that's going to be at E3 has already been announced. No. Apart, apart from the, uh, maybe the Hideo Kojima thing, which might maybe happen, we, we sort of suspect might happen, because there's, there's definitely reason for him to be in LA, what with Rising and stuff, and mm. we know he's got something he's been working on for quite a long, long time, and maybe Thief 4. Well, everything's maybe been Thief announced 4. apart from the games that we know are going to be announced then, like Thief 4 and Castlevania, Lords of Shadow 2. And a number of other games. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's stuff like, you know, everyone's, these days, everyone's so afraid to actually announce at E3. It's like there was a reason Black Ops was announced a couple of weeks ago. There's a reason mm. God of War 4 was announced a couple of weeks ago because you're, you're, it's a mugs game announcing at E3 because you've got a bunch of other people competing for the same headlines. You announce early and then show at E3. That's like the new thing. It's, it's not amazing. It makes the show much less exciting. Nintendo aren't doing that. And something else that make Nintendo aren't doing that. You're right. Another thing which make Nintendo are actually going to have a really exciting show. They're mm. the exciting ones this year. They're going to win E3. Well, we'll mm. see. We'll see. Because I mean, they could completely it's blow to it. Lose. They, they, in theory, <laughs> like last year, they should have won it with their new hardware and everything. But they came on stage and just shut the bed completely. Last year, well, wasn't it? It was a bit it sort was. of. We've got this thing, and it might do this, and it's it's powerful, and it might do this. But, you know, there's going to be hard facts this year. There will be hard facts. I mean, I'm hungry for a new and actual console. games as well. Yeah, I know this is the thing. I, with Nintendo, like, I wouldn't hold out for any, like, many new, new games, as in games you've not heard of. There'll be lots of snazzy-looking ports uh, of, of the games we've been playing on lot, 360. A lot of Mario and a lot of Yeah, but it, it's, it's the Nintendo themselves. Like, it's whatever they choose to be their sort of core third uh, first party offering will be will be the big thing for them. Um, Retro, who made Metroid Primer, said to be revealing something, which is yeah, exciting. Where, where Retro doing. go, I'll go. Uh, well, it might be it might be a new Metroid. I personally don't think it's. I think Metroid may be a little bit dead because it's not. It hasn't sold particularly well for the last couple of games. You'd um, like to see them do a Zelda, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that they could. I think they they're the, they're the people to do it. They're basically Nintendo's graphics guys. Like they're the guys who really get tech. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd like to see them do do Zelda. I'm, I'd like them to see them do lots of things. People seem to think it's Star Fox. I personally don't think that's that's got a chance. But anyway, <laughs> it's I just I just don't see it happening. It's a uh, really dead genre. Yeah, yeah. Some people would like to see it be an F Zero, but I think you'd need a studio who've actually got some racing experience. Well, I, I just see Sega get back on F Zero. Yeah, exactly. Man, but, like, F Zero was. GX was a good We game. will see, we'll see. Mm. It'll probably be Donkey Kong Country Returns 2. Yeah. That's what I imagine it'll end up being. But, but we'll talk about this, like, yeah. like he yeah. says, in, in detail in a couple of weeks. But In a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. these days, like no, everyone's uh, everyone's afraid to announce E3. So mm. it's, uh, it, it takes a lot of the sting out of the show, it takes a lot of the excitement out of the show. And it, what especially takes the excitement out of the show is Microsoft's televised conference, because you sit there and you know it's going to be exactly 90 minutes. It has to be, because it's going out on live, it's live on Spike TV. I mean, for the first time ever this year, you actually get to watch it through your Xbox. Or what I would say is if you're dead set on watching it, don't count on the feed being perfect. So have a backup. Like even when we would watch the conferences in the office in previous years, you have two windows open. One running the official feed and the other one running the game trailers, GameSpot, 
uh, IGN, whatever, whoever else just happens to be streaming it, just in case, just so you see you have that backup, because someone's going to drop their feed halfway through the show. Mm. And we'll, we'll be we'll be Microsoft if it's the, their official Xbox feed, which drops. But there's always an option is worth having it running. But what in America, if you could actually just turn on the TV and watch the conference, but as you're sitting there actually live at the conference, and we did this a couple of years ago when they announced, last year when they announced Halo 4, and a couple of years ago when I was there when they announced the new Xbox, the slim one, it means you can look at your watch and you can count down exactly to when that conference is going to end. Mm. And at that point, it's very easy to work out what's coming. Yeah. You're like, okay, I know what they're going to fit into this slot, into that slot, because they've only got 10, they got 10 minutes slot for something, and you start working it out. If it takes away that in previous years, it was like, listen, motherfuckers, it's done. We're, do- we're done when we're done. Mm. Like, we'll get up on stage and we're going to talk at you until we're done, until we're finished. Another funny thing is Microsoft have got an hour and a half conference. Nintendo have got a mystery length conference. They have to be done by a certain time because E3 has to start that day. Mm. But Sony apparently only have a one hour conference. That's nonsense. Because I went, I went to the Sony conference and they said it was an hour long. It was yeah. It was the same year I went. I went and was with the ex- express permission of seeing those Tecmo Koei games. Mm. I went, and my appointment was like oh, I don't know. It was like twelve o'clock, and the Sony conference started at ten. I thought no problem. Sony conference for an hour. Get to the show. Make my take my appointment. Fine. Everyone's really happy. Sony conference went on for two and a half hours after being scheduled for an hour. Yes, Sony do tend to do that, don't they? My my appointment started overrunning. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Well, it's on so, a Monday so don't night don't believe that. Don't believe that. When you when you're saying, "Oh yeah, Sony conference is only going to be an hour," it ain't. They, they're going to run over. They're going to ramble on. They do like talking about figures. Like Sony conferences are yeah. so predictable. Nintendo they open up with well. a show reel. They bore you with figures. They give you a little hardware announcement, whatever that's. The year be. they did their figures on Little Big sh- Planet was very good, though. Again. I think last year they did their figures using Little Big Planet. Yeah, very clever, very yeah. slick. They'll get Kevin Butler out to be hilarious. Oh god, that yeah, they wheel, wheel him out. <laughs> I remember Can't Charles Marinet come out and go, "It's a me, wahoo, wah 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 wah." For five minutes, yeah, literally just, just everyone's repeating checking every... their watches. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there's going to be a moment in the Nintendo's conference where they do the figures. There'll be a part where Reggie talks, and there's a big wall of logos behind him, and he'll be like, "We've got lots of great games coming, like." X, Y, Z. No, X, Y, and Z will be games you know. Mm. But also Q. And Q will be like some new Mario game and they'll show four seconds of footage and everybody will go like, whoa, oh, and, and then it'll be gone. And you'll be like, but I wanted to see more of that. And you'll be yeah. like, but of course, uh, we're, we've got games for all the family and they show Wii Music too. Brilliant. And then at the end of the conference, woo! at the end of the I conference, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto will come out yeah. and everyone will just give him a standing ovation mm. and they'll show... Probably a Zelda game. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So there we go. That's, that's just going to be E3 next time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's just move on to talk briefly about a couple of games that, uh, well, they'll probably be at E3. Uh, we're going to talk about Bioshock Infinite because that has slipped until February. Um, speaking of, speaking of, of games that I know enough about that I don't need to know anymore. Yeah, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, they announced it and we all decided to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that, that's been moved back to February, presumably to avoid having to release at the same time as Halo 4. Let's face it, Forza Horizon is going to be out by the end yeah, of the year, isn't yeah. it? Call of Duty, yeah. Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. Uh, Hitman. Hitman, yeah. Resi 6. I mean, I, these are all games coming out October, November time. Before we um, even talk about uh, this one, two games a bit from Square Enix, um, one from Bethesda, one from Square Enix, are due around... Mm. End of the year, and around November, October time. Hitman, 
mm-hmm. uh, Dishonored. Yeah. Now, releasing Dishonored in November is absolute suicide. Dis- because Dishonored's October. Well, October, like October. And Hitman's November, right? Yeah. So, suicide for a new franchise, even a great one. It's going to, the game's awesome, but it's going to be suicide. I guarantee you, Hitman and Dishonored don't ship this year. They slip, guaranteed. I think I'll Dishonored put, will. I'll, I'll put money on it. Like, they will slip into next year. It'll be the last minute you'll hear someone saying... Oh yeah, well you know we uh, we uh, we've got we just really want to polish the game. We want to you know really make it really make it as good as it can be. And what that'll be, it'll be a strategic slip. I think Hitman will move to February because that's one of Square Enix's release windows. That's when they brought yeah. out Final Fantasy, and there was another one they brought out in February. I can't remember. That is when Hitman will come out. I yeah, think that makes sense. I think Dishonored will come out in October. Um, Honestly, no, I do. I, I think it's going to slip. I think it's going to slip. From I mean, what, Bethesda what want it. a big Christmas game. I know that. Mm. If they're banking on Dishonored to be it, they're just sorely mistaken. If it ain't got a two or a three or a four at the end, it ain't going to be a big game this year. No, I don't think they'll have a big. I don't think they'll have a big Christmas game, but I do think they'll bring bring Dishonored out in October. I think they think that because they're releasing it at the start of October, they're safe enough. Mm. You know, you've got you've got Far Cry Three and Borderlands Two coming out in September. That's a good month as well. And you've got Resi and Assassin's coming out at the end of October. I think they reckon they can slip in the middle there with a cheeky little oh, yeah, dishonour. Resident Evil as well. Just slip it in there. There's no fighting that, is there? I mean, they, they can reckon that as much as they want, but I say chinny reckon because they're not gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna succeed with that at all. That's it's, I think be it's a, a shame because I've seen Dishonored and it's brilliant. Yeah, I came. And it's a lot like Bioshock. I came away from um, from the, uh, the Gamescom last year saying it's my game of the show. And yeah. It still is. It's still a great, a great, great game. Did anyone believe you? No, nobody did. But all of a sudden, everyone's going, "Hey, Mike, have you seen this great game called Dishonored?" I told you, so. I told you, so. you said I was crazy. Oh, old man Gaffer told them a year yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what is is this a strategic? You reckon it's a strategic move, right? For Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah. The internet's saying it's because they're adding multiplayer. Now nah, you don't add multiplayer no, in six months. Sense. You had no multiplayer in six months. That's that's not you, happening. You've got a plan for a game when you start making it. I tell you what, you might do in six months. Wii U port. Yeah, very possible. Very possible. I mean, he's he's meant to be making like a, a PlayStation Vita version. Oh, that ain't happening. That's never gonna happen. That's never gonna happen. But a Wii yeah. U port, I could see happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You delay the whole thing for that, though. Why not? No. Well, well you it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's, it's going to be a tiny pla- It's going to be a young platform. Well, what if Nintendo gave him a, a hell of a lot? Of yeah. Money what if Ken said. Levine comes out on the stage? Yeah, yeah, maybe he was in the he was in the Wii U um, launch video last year, saying how much he liked it, and then everyone went, "What are you making for it?" And he went, "Nothing." <laughs> so we were like, "Thanks for liking it so much, Ken." Maybe they've they've sidled <laughs> up to him with a massive truck of cash. You can hear it coming in like beep beep beep, beep and they just sort of Reggie dropped it all it. off. <laughs> Charles Martinet at the driver's wheel. <laughs> You want your money, and they, they say to him, "Hey, uh, hey, Ken, hey, Ken, uh, a Bioshock game you making? How about you do as a Wii U port?" And uh, I, I don't think we want it coming out in November because it'll get lost amongst the launch games. It'd be two so, K. They were talked about that. You, uh, we, 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 we leave this money here. We'll just leave it here, <laughs> and you think about it. Maybe you release it in February. Yeah, we'll just leave this here. Yeah, yeah it was leave this here full of Mario doorstep. coins. Like I can't spend this. <laughs> yeah. This is useless. Uh, I saw there wasn't there some crazy rumor online that they think it's because they're trying to free up late 2012 for GTA 5 as 2K's big thing. Well, what I would say mm. is if they're releasing that game in February, that means that the GTA ain't coming out in March or February next year. It's never coming out. It's coming out in May next. I year. think it's right in May next year. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, ob- it's obvious. That's, That's when, when Rockstar, Rockstar released really games. games. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's look at the precedent. L.A. Noir, Red Dead, Max Payne, all came out April, May time. Yeah. GTA 4 was April as well, wasn't it? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, it was April, yeah. Yeah. So, October release? No, I don't think so. May, April next year? Yes, I think it's so. Business. I mean, they used to release in October back in the day. GTA, I think, San Andreas and Vice mm. City all came out in. I tell you what, if I was if I was that Michael Pactor working for Webb Bush Morgan, someone Pactor. would have just paid me like two grand to make that prediction. Yeah, the, I've got to say... like, And I'd already be copied and pasted on pretty much every internet news site. Anal- going, analyst- such and such douchebag from douchebag.com says... <laughs> from... This, uh, from Douchebag and Shyster. Douchebag and Shyster, yeah. <laughs> yeah D- Joel Douchebag from Douchebag and Shyster has, um, has uh, suggested that GTA will ship in October 2012. You're like, well, he's a douchebag, though, isn't he? That's, that's, I, don't, I, think, I think Michael Paxer is right half the time. Which but he's is, wrong half the time. Which is as good as anyone in our office has ever been. Probably not so good, in fact. And he's I, I he, he's having better. meetings with John Ricciello and like top guys at top corporations. Yeah. And we're sitting there just idly looking at the inter- clicking at the internet, going, "Yeah, it's probably a, a May time, isn't it?" Yeah. And we're we're as we're as right as often as an, any analyst is. How do you get to be an analyst? It looks like a right piss take. I don't know. It looks like a know, right old laugh. Yeah. Just, just do, do it. Okay. You just got to have the confidence to come out and say. I said I said this in the office the other week. We should just all quit Xbox World. Sorry, readers. We should all just quit <laughs> Xbox World. And set up Xbox World Analysts Incorporated, and instead, and it just be us sitting around. Instead of writing a review, a preview of a game, we'll sit there and go, "Dishonor's probably going to be quite good." And it'll be like uh, it'd be Michael Gapper from Douchebag and Shyster says yeah. from Xbox World Analysts says, so "FIFA Dishonor's probably going to do quite good. very well for EA next year. It's going to be particularly strong yeah. in the South we'll American and European markets." Yeah. I think Call of Duty is going to be a big money spinner for Activision next year. Yeah. Thank you. I will take my massive paycheck. So I think the 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 analysts the, the analysts exist. I think to sort of do things to share prices, don't they? Yeah. So if if an analyst says, "Oh, such and such game will sell X amount of copies," then all the all the the share price goes up because the investors go, "Ooh, oh well, I might get a big payout from this. Mm. People buy shares. The share price goes up." But, you know, what, what qualifies Michael Paxter to be an analyst about games? Well, in theory, he's a guy who literally lives and breathes the industry. He, he looks into figures. He looks into all of the facts. He studies the trends of the business. He goes to, like, important people in the industry and he talks to them about the business and how the business works. He understands them. He knows them. He basically does everything a journalist does mm-hmm. but gets paid eight times as much for it, mm-hmm. at least. <laughs> And he has a corner office. I don't even have a corner. I dream of a corner. I don't even office. have an office. <laughs> You've but got a corner though, of sorts. It's not really. It's we a wall. we have a um, we have like a little cubby, and with stained carpets, which are frequently flooded when um, a disgusting man takes giant shits in our <laughs> toilet. Do you think Michael Pactor has that problem? Has <laughs> a man on his floor? He's like, did they're all trying to predict who shit. the logger man is? I predict logger man will reveal himself to be Andy Hutup in two months. And we, the thing is, our, as analysts, we worked out who logger man was. It yeah. shows the veracity of our a- analysis. Analysts. There you go. It's a logger man joke. I guarantee. I guarantee we should. That's that's our. That's our future. The future of our career. When, when the, uh, the when the when the crash comes, we just quit. We set ourselves up as analysts. Fair enough. 
It's, it's, it looks like a right old laugh. It's a terrifying vision of the future there. I don't know. It just doesn't seem very terrifying to me. It sounds quite... Sounds quite good. It sounds like oh, you could be you could, you could, you could be into that pussy getting money. Oh, jeez. <laughs> jeez. Not that money again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Bioshock coming out next year. Probably won't have multiplayer. GTA coming out next year as well. Probably will May. have multiplayer. Probably will have multiplayer. Yeah. Definitely oh, you will can, have um, multiplayer. you can actually import your crew from Max, Max Payne into, yeah. into the game. Your crew. Your crew. Yeah. It's so cynically it's named, so cynical, isn't it? It's like, do you want to form a crew? You're not not really. It's 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 a posh name for a clan. Or not a posh <laughs> name for a clan. Yeah. Yeah. I always hear the term clan not as well. Clan. Because <laughs> when I, whenever, I, whenever I hear clan, I always spell it with a K. You know? That's I the thing, whenever I hear clan, I think, I think clan. clan. Even though it's... When I hear clan, I hear clan rally. Yeah. Like, it's it's the two are indivisible in my I take it they're not going to have clans in uh, Assassin's Creed 3 multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Hey, maybe you'd... i tell you what, taking on the clan would actually be quite good. Because, I mean, you're obviously going to need to, like, deal with the Masons. Yeah. But the clan could be easily be... Plus, a... those outfits would blood up nicely. They would blood up real nicely. I mean, the game, the game does... does the game, Assassin's Creed, if it does one thing well, it's hoods and white robes. <laughs> yeah. like, that's the thing. You get to the end of Assassin's Creed 3... And you, with your plantation and all your various slaves <laughs> working away, it turn, turns out Connor's a big member of the clan. Oh, oh don't God. say it. <laughs> did the clan even exist at that time in history? Racism did. I know, yeah, racism, racism did. did. Racism's been kind of a constant. <laughs> but I'm wondering if the clan did because you know, no, like, you know, like the, um, the like, Ubisoft artists would, could, could, like, the iconography of the clan yeah. is so particularly I sinister. Think it, I think it was later. I think it was a kind of reaction it's, to the it's, it's changing as, balance It's sort of, of as things. sinister and as identifiable as any yeah. sort of Nazi imagery or yeah, any, yeah. you know, it's... Mm. That would be very controversial. But, <laughs> Imagine if you just got to the end of a game, you, you guy's just a normal action hero and he just slips it in at the end and he says, oh yeah, no, I, I absolutely hate... X X different Ooh, like race or something like that. I'm not, I'm not talking about making your hero a member of the clan. I'm talking about like, so framing, <laughs> no, them as, framing them as an enemy in the game. I'm talking about getting into the end of the game. That's been the big twist. It's like an enemy that That'd you be know. Horrible twist. <laughs> It'd be awful. It'd be an awful it? twist. Yeah, the worst twist ever. In the game, you'd hate yourself for playing. <laughs> nah, it's pushing pushing the genre though, isn't it? I don't in like completely the wrong direction. A hateful oh. direction. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that what were we saying? I can't even remember. We're talking about dishonored and. Assassin's we were Creed, talking yeah. about Dishonored and Bioshock, and then it, it got derailed, and then we, we somehow got back to Assassin's Creed. I can't remember. It was because clans, it was, multiplayer. It was oh, clans. that was yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one, the phrase which I always hear all the time on like, these trailers, and it always really sticks in my... It's, well, sticks in my crawl. It's, uh, it's when they go, you can get together with your... It was, oh, yeah, I still remember like a Best Buy advert where it was like, come for a midnight launch with your squad. You're like, oh, how cynical, how lame. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to go with my squad. He's like, oh, you mean your friends? No, my squad. The thing is, there's something about like being in a war game and having a group called like your friends. It just seems a little bit yeah. like me and my friends at war. It's a little, it's a little soft. You need, you do need a word. We well, you know in um, crew clan, is clan or squad. We well, you know squad is is actually a set number of people in yeah. in, in, in like military definition. It's a set like there's um. Like, I think they have like um, like group squad team. I think and I'm I'm struggling for the exact words now. But they're each. It'll be like two men are this, four men are oh, okay. this, eight men are this, team, six, sixteen teams, men. Teams quite nondescript. Sixteen, I think. I think sixteen might be. I don't know. But it's there's a set uh, set uh, team numbers. Should be team. I like that. Team. It's not got any aggressive. Well, it's like a sports. It's like yeah, a sports it's like a thing. Sports yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. You're a bit into sports, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You love it. Love it. You love sports. I love sports. 
can't stop him watching sports. Yeah. All day. All day long. You like rugby, don't you? Yeah, I do. I, guess. <laughs> I love it. It's brilliant. The thing about rugby, people who like rugby, is they think everyone likes rugby, but no, nobody likes rugby. I don't think no, everyone they think does. you're scum if you don't like it. Is that really? Yeah. Who was the rugby? I don't. Honestly, I don't. No, I can see it I in don't your judge eyes. people. Yeah, I can, I can see you, I can see you judge. Bloody, bloody ruggers. Yeah, I can see you judging. Quite That's what you're judging. like. No, I, I just I like it. I really enjoy watching it. I'm not I'm not going to force that down people's throats. I don't know. It's just an excuse to see burly men whack into each other. I tell you, what, I could tweet about it a lot more <laughs> if you wanted. If that's what you wanted, I if you um, wanted me to more be more partisan about it. I can flood my Twitter feed with <laughs> with tweets about rugby and watch um, watch my followers dwindle, dwindle to almost it's, zero. It's the football tweets that I, that I can't handle. By the way, follow me on Twitter at Michael Gapper. You're at Andy Hartup, right? Yep. And you're at Mr. Basil underscore Pesto. <laughs> Why the underscore? I don't know. Mr. Basil Pesto isn't taken. Someone take it. No, don't take it. <laughs> oh, don't dude. pretend to be the real, the real Mr. Basil Pesto. <laughs> tweet as Matt. No, don't tweet as No, don't do me. it. That's stupid. That's goofy. Right, so Bioshock. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Out in February next year. Um, let's just talk, uh, talk about uh, what we've been playing because we've got to keep this one reasonably short because we have to go back and make a magazine yeah we're right on deadline um, what have you been playing Matthew Castle I have been finishing well I haven't been finishing I'm stuck on Fez oh. I've been playing Fez and was really enjoying Fez um, I don't know if you guys talked about this on the last podcast no no, no. Fez, Fez chat um because I don't know if people people know it's not a, it's not a spoiler because it, but you um you know there are these cubes you collect and then there are these anti cubes there mm. are thirty two of each and the idea is that you complete it with the the cubes but it's the anti cubes that matter or not matter that they're the harder ones they're the hundred percent you know to prove yourself kind of thing um, and I just can't get them I just can't do it I just don't understand it I don't understand the game and I refuse to read a walkthrough because it's it's one of these games which has got like a like a deep level of puzzling to mm. it which if you crack is immensely satisfying or so I've been told this is a funny game man because it's not a spatial puzzle game no. it's a code breaking game yeah and I that's the thing even knowing that you know Mike, you know, Mike, Mike kind of taught me through a, 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 a few ideas about you know kind of how to sort of see the world but even with that it's I just don't get it you know there's a it's got it's got like several codes in it as in terms it's got like its own alphabet it's got like a number system some other things as well sometimes I think it might even have multiple alphabets does it have multiple alphabets or yeah, just, yeah it does and Aww. you're meant to try and like work this out it's quite like old school code breaking that well, it has an alphabet and then it has another set of symbols for directions yeah another set of symbols for numbers yeah this is the thing, like you go in and you can you begin to work some of it out and you know, you, you do some of that old school. For what it's worth, you only need to know directions and numbers to complete the game. Oh really? You don't need to know the words. Oh, I've been trying to work out the alphabet. No, nah, forget that. Just do get directions and numbers. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, well, it's it's really, really hard. I don't really understand it. And it's kind of weird to begin with, I didn't really like Fez because you know, it's sold as the the you know the two D game which you can spin on that axis mm. and have these planes, and you're like, oh cool, it's gonna be a really cool spatial platformer. But yeah, like Mike says, actually that really isn't a big part of it. And what it is, platforming's quite unspectacular. It's it's quite 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 average, and it feels nice. You know, it's a nice feeling platformer, but it's not. That's not the challenge of it at all. And I was a little disappointed by that because I love the spinning, the world spinning. I think it feels great, and um, would like to have seen more spatial stuff but 
yeah, I'm literally, I load it up every once in a while for like 15 minutes and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, nope, I just cannot do anything. I've done everything I can possibly do here. And it's got, a, its map even tells you like, this is a room where you haven't solved the puzzle. So you can be in there, but the room will be like, it's, a, it's an indoor house. So it's inside a house and it's just four blank walls and a door. And you're like spinning it, I'm spinning the camera and you're looking around, you're like, I've just no clue I just don't know what to do and I don't want anyone to tell me the funny thing is the final puzzle in the game is the hardest puzzle Mm. Uh, the final puzzle is well it's the final puzzle to be solved by the community Mm. and I I think metagaming is like part of the game you shouldn't Mm. be afraid of checking online yeah I just want someone to tell me the answer that's the thing yeah I guess so I mean what was interesting is when you got a guy on launch day and it was interesting following the way the community were cracking the puzzles and the final puzzle we know the solution but we don't know the question (laughs) <laughs> people brute force the solution just yeah. by just uh, thousands of people all over the world just spinning the rooms at random yeah. working out what the code would be mm. and they worked out the code but they don't know what the question is <laughs> so they don't know what what they, what they don't know how they found the solution yeah. you know what what would have been the logical way to get there who knows oh, it's, oh it's just it's so infuriating but at the same time brilliant it's got some real like uh, fourth wall breaking stuff going on um some pretty cool puzzling kind of sort of some almost sort of kojima level kind of madness going on with it that i really enjoyed um yeah it's highly recommended you finished but, the game once yet yeah i finished it yeah so you got the I've first got, person yes yeah. yeah yeah that's the thing i, I but i just just no i have no idea i have no idea how to interpret that game and i just look in there and it makes me really angry but every time i go no this time i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it but I, I will not break on it. I will not be told the answers. I, I refuse to. I'm a smart guy, you know, and I want to kind of, uh, I want to do it for myself. I think I'm a smart guy anyway. Uh, Andy's shaking his head, which is great. Oh, silence. Yeah, silence in the room. But no, so that's it. That's what I've, that's what I've been sort of playing, if that makes sense. Hmm. Cool. What have you guys been playing? Mike, what have you been playing? What have you been playing? <laughs> okay. You're just having a little thinky. Uh, I've been playing Silent Hill Collection. Okay. It's good. The HD collection. Yeah. Yeah. The, What's on it? Silent Hill 1, it's only, 2? It's, no, it's just 2 and 3. Oh, right. Not even, not even the room. So it's not so much a collection as a pair of Silent Hill games. <laughs> Some Silent Hill yeah. in the box. <laughs> it's, um, I played Silent Hill 2, finished it. It was brilliant. It's still good. I've, not, I've, not, I've never played it. Oh, really? No, I've never, never properly played a Silent it, Hill. I've only played the Wii one. It does things, like, it does things in about the first 10 minutes of the game... That if you if you went uh, as a developer and pitched these things to a marketing man, mm. you'll be laughed out of that meeting, mm. because in the first in the first Come like ten example. or fifteen minutes, the fir- the fir- very first thing you do is you walk into Silent Hill, and you're just walking through the fog for about ten minutes, like not getting anywhere. Mm. Nothing's explained to you. You're just walking into town, mm. uh, and the very the, the first sort of building you go into. It's pitch black. I had, to, I had to go into my telly settings and up the brightness because I couldn't see anything. And, and you're just walking, walking through the building, <laughs> trying doors to see what's in them and working out little puzzles. Mm. And it, it's, not, it's not particularly exciting. Like, the actual, actually playing Silent Hill isn't much fun. It's sort of, you know, it, it's, it's literally... You're selling it. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. You, you're trying doors and it says, this, this, the lock's broken on this door, I can't get in. Mm. And you, you do that, like hundreds of times and there's hundreds of doors with broken locks that you just can't get into you think oh god this is this is really tedious but 
you, you don't play Silent Hill for that. You don't play it for the combat, which is weak as well, because it's deliberately awkward. Mm. But it, it's it's a game that is so sinister. Mm. Like you're playing through, and it does it refuses to explain the things it shows you, and and the, those things just become more sinister as a part of it. Like mm. there's one thing in, in the first in the first apartments that you go into, like they're called the Burnside apartments. You you go in through the rooms and they. You, you go into one room and there's a, a sort of like a, a hole in the wall and you, you go through to the next, the adjoining apartment and you do some mm. stuff in there. And you come back into the room you were in, which had like a TV in it, and the TV's been turned on and there's a dead man in the armchair who looks a bit like you. He looks a bit like your character and you just sort of sit in there watching the TV. The TV's on. You don't know how it, how it turned on. There's no explanation for why that man is there, mm. why the TV's on. You don't find out for the rest of the game. And loads of people have speculated that that actually is your character, and you know he dies there, and, and you know the, there's just there's just so much stuff in that game which is just it, it's unrelentingly mm. sinister and unrelentingly bleak, mm. and <laughs> everything about that game is designed to make you feel uncomfortable while mm. you're playing it. Like the combat, it's so awkward. Like when you swing and hit something, you know. You, it feels like it, it feels like an effort to do it because you you know you, your characters are just an ordinary supposed to be an ordinary man, and I think it's that. I think it's because you know a lot of modern games try and ape Silent Hill Two because everyone says oh Silent Hill Two it's like the best horror game ever made. It really is, but you can't ape that with today's values mm. because because as I said it does so many things like what you would traditionally consider to be wrong. Yeah, like you can't you can't put players into a building. Not give them any instruction, feed them loads and loads of really disturbing scenes that you never explain, and get them to try hundreds of locked doors. Mm. Like if if someone built that now as the first level of a game, that game would not get released mm. because like QA tests go, oh no, I don't think people are like this. Focus groups would go, I don't get it. Marketing people would shit themselves. <laughs> but it works in Silent Hill too because everything is there to make you feel uncomfortable, and. It's an impossible game. Like, you, you, there's there's one bit. I don't. It's not too much of a spoiler to say this. You see one of the one of the characters die. Mm. One of the characters who's following you around. You see them die. You see them impaled with a massive sword. Mm. They die. And then you go go to another part of Silent Hill, and you're in this uh, museum. And there's a there's just a staircase leading down. You walk down this staircase, not joking, for about a minute. You can run down it for a minute. It goes impossibly deep under the earth. Mm. You keep jumping down these holes. There's this freaking prison, which is, uh, you know, in an infinite number of holes that you've jumped down. <laughs> just this horrid prison, like really grim. You jump down a few more holes, and then you find this this character again, like sat there talking to you on a bed. And it's um, it's unbelievable. I mean, you yeah, just yeah. can't you can't believe what you've seen, and it, it's just never explained how they get there, why they're not dead, mm. and you know, one of the endings you can get, you can leave the town with her. Mm. You know, that's Strange. the one I got. There's just there's no explanation for it, and it's it, it's the creepiest game ever, and it, it, it still it ever. holds up because you know the HC conversion isn't isn't that great. It looks good enough. It looks rubbish by modern comparisons mm. like to modern horror games but because it's grainy because it's foggy because it's lo-fi because it's creepy and because it doesn't try and over explain everything it's still as good as it has ever been whereas silent hill 3 which i started playing 
it's a better conversion, despite slowdown issues, which it has a lot of. But Silent Hill 3 feels like a... It feels like it was... Even though it's made by the same team, it feels like a game where like, made by people who were trying to ape Silent Hill 2. Right. Didn't understand why it was successful. Mm. So maybe Silent Hill 2 was like a fluke. I mean, maybe they made it and didn't understand that they'd made a brilliant game. Yeah. Maybe they really ballsed it up and just by coincidence it turned into something truly special because 3 just feels like, you know, it just feels, it's a pale comparison to the imitation. So, yeah, I've been, I've been playing that at the moment. Well, but those are my thoughts on it. I, 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 think, I think they're brilliant. Yeah, I think you should. I've been shooting some Nazis in Sniper Elite V2. Nice. Yeah. And they, the Nazis die well. They, they die real well. <laughs> and um, the Russians do as well. You shoot a lot of them, them too. And they die real well. It's still reasonably acceptable to shoot Russians, isn't it? Uh, in games. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Not in real life. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Um, the uh, Sniper Elite Kill Cam, which everyone will, will probably have seen by now, you go, it, when you shoot someone... You can get your, your certain not all the time, but often you'll get an X-ray version of the bullet passing through their body, puncturing lungs and shattering ribs and popping eyeballs and whatever. It's eyeballs, you say? Yeah, and testicles. Yeah, I haven't ever no. It's actually really hard to shoot a testicle. It's, I haven't shot one yet. No, oh, really? No, I've shot one. We've seen a man shoot another man with a testicle in the office, though, haven't we? Have we? Yeah, Ian managed it. Oh, and so I wasn't there at the time. Mm. Who cares? I wouldn't even go for that shot anyway. I'm going for heads all the time. Taking, a, taking apart some skulls, you know. Um, like if I were to hit someone in the testicles, it would, be, it would be because I missed their head. Like, by a long way. By a long way. Which is perfectly possible in that game because yeah. you're taking shots over such a great range and gravity's a powerful force on a bullet. So, you know, you can, you can miss by a long way just by not aiming high enough. Mm -hmm. So when bullet hits someone you'll see it just shred their body just pass through do the damage sometimes when you get like a real powerful rifle you'll hit one guy in the head it'll exit his skull spinning through the air it'll show the bullet spinning in slow motion and it'll lodge itself in someone else behind him brilliant it's the best innovation in video games since polygons <laughs> it's it, it, all the games need this kill cam it's amazing the next Mortal Kombat they did those x-ray moves they sort of scripted moves Forget that. The next innovation in Mortal Kombat is procedural kind mm. of fatalities. Max Payne needs it. That's what Max definitely, Payne needs. definitely. And you need you need to be able to like in the next Mortal Kombat. If you're a character with a big, big splayed, you want to be able to swing it and exactly decide you know, Metal Gear Rising style exactly where you're going to slice a guy. Mm. You want to see the X-ray mm. of it. Like, that's their kill. That's that's yeah. what they originally pitched Metal Gear Rising as, though, wasn't it? You could slice a man in any way you. Yeah, you, so you still can. Can you? Yeah, you still can. I thought they'd sort of walk. No, they've, they've retained the slicing thing. But the thing they did in Rising originally was that you could slice up levels too, uh, yeah, and that, that caused a lot of problems with level design because when you can when you can go through anything, as Dice realised when they were making Bad Company, yeah. when you can go through anything, it sort of stops you from structuring things. Yeah, which is why the the campaign in Battlefield is built in entirely static environments. But um, can't stop talking about the campaign in Battlefield. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Sniper Elite, what was I saying? Yeah, so the kill cam's amazing. And the guns are great. They feel just right. And some people have complained like the close-up weapons are lame. Well, they, they should be. You know, you shouldn't ever be engaging someone at close range. And if you are, it's right that the machine gun's a crazy, indiscriminate hosepipe of a gun. You know, because you should be picking off guys mm. from 100 mm. metres away. But it's a game you have to play with like a lot of forgiveness in your heart. Because... It does as much bad as it does good, 
The stealth is sketchy to say the least. And it's a really old fashioned stealth game. It's a kind of stealth game like Chaos Theory, where if you get seen, you'll probably want to restart. You probably mm. just want to hit restart and go back to the beginning of that checkpoint. It's a stealth game like Splinter Cell in that sometimes the air will see you and you'll be like, oh, bullshit. He did not see me. That's, that is bull. Um, it's a stealth game like Splinter Cell in that you strive for perfection you don't always achieve it and you're much less likely to achieve it in this game because sometimes the game's not a stealth game sometimes the game decides oh I'm going to be a shooter for a while and then you'll be in an area where your first shot is guaranteed to alert guys and they'll all be running at you and you have to drop them all before they make it to your position and so on the game excels when it's about stealth when it's about hiding and it's about getting to a location setting up shop laying traps there's nothing better than laying a trip mine again someone catching someone with it you're on the other side of the map and you'll get Boom, 400 points. You just, uh, you just mm. dropped some of a trip mine. It's nothing better. Uh, it's a, at its best when you're doing all of that stealth stuff. You know, putting, like booby trapping a body, shooting a guy, booby trapping the body so that when his buddy comes around a corner, he investigates the body, gets blown up as well. That's when the game's great. When it's not great is when you're ducking behind cover, popping up, taking a sniper shot, dropping a guy, popping back behind cover, topping up again, shooting another guy, getting back down. When it decides it's going to be a action game rather than a stealth mm. game. The other time it's not good is when it tries to go beyond the abilities of the engine and the guys working on it. And now these guys, I think they made a genuinely great game here, or at least half a genuinely great game. And they had really ambitious ideas that by far the best mission of the game should have been a mission fairly late in the campaign where you arrive in a section of Berlin that has been completely bombed out. It's the one section in the game where you look down the street and all you can see is sky because the whole place has been mm. levelled. But as you move forward, there are plenty of like one-floor buildings and two-floor buildings that are still standing and there's guys, snipers positioned in them. And you realise, although the game has been thoroughly linear up to this point, basically every stage is like a corridor you make your way down, a fairly wide mm. corridor but still a corridor, it's been linear at that point. This is the first stage where the, le- the level is a big square. Mm. It's a big square, and it says, get to the other side of this square, take out a tank, recover some documents, and then extract. You think, this is going to be amazing. I can go anywhere. I can sneak my way through the ruins, pop guys off. This is going to be great. So you do. And then it comes a point when you have to take your first shot. Mm. There's no background noise, so you have to alert people with it. And you think, oh, that's okay, because what I'll do... So I'll booby trap my position, take my shot. When people come to investigate the sound, they'll get blown up. You're like, brilliant. Mm. This, this is going to be great. You line up your shot, you take it, and it's a beautiful shot. You hit the gas, the, the, the petrol tank on the on the tank. Mm. It blows up. Everyone's alerted to your position. They go, he's over there, in German. And they start running towards you, and you're already on the move. You're already out of there, mm. and you know it's going to be great because it's a few seconds later... You're long gone, and the guy runs over that tripwire, and boom, he gets mm. blown up. And then 10 seconds after that, they come running right around the corner, exactly where you're standing, and they machine gun the shit out of you, <laughs> yeah. because they know where you are. Yeah. The AI cheats. Yeah. The AI is designed to know not exactly where you are, because it's, like, it's got a last known position system. It actually mm. shows you a ghost of where the AI knows you are. Mm. But once it's investigated that position, if it's in alert mode, it knows 
maybe not exactly where you are, but roughly where you are. And I know why Rebellion had to do this, because it's a massive level, mm. and otherwise, yeah, you, could never, you might never see any AI. Mm. The trouble is, they're too good. They know exactly where you are. So if you're hiding in a building, you're on the first floor, they'll come running in, you'll hear the voices in German, you'll be like, I don't know, I'm upstairs. Guy comes running up the stairs, machine guns you, you're mm. dead. Mm. And you're like, that's not fair. I've been robbed. The game's gypped me. Mm. Um, the game's cheated. And that's always going to be a problem in a stealth game because stealth rules have to be fair stealth rules have to be absolute they always have to be they always have to be the splinter cell rules mm. you know like if the AI if the AI sees you maybe it is game over but you had your chance to not be seen mm. in Sniper Elite you don't have a chance to not be seen it cheats you. The best level of the game is spoiled because the AI is is, is a cheaty mm. AI. There's also sections like later, when you at the end of that mission, you have to go in a corridor, a little slim corridor underground, like mm. an old, just an old service tunnel or whatever. And it's just a section where guys run at you and you just go bang, 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 bang. You're like, this is not what I got into this game for. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's half a good game. But if you're the kind of guy who likes old school stealth games, like proper old fashioned stealth games, there's a lot there you'll like. There's enough there you'll like that it'll counter the stuff you don't like, and that's why I finished the game. Good stuff. Um, it's worth noting we have also been playing Max Payne and Ghost Recon in the office. Mm. We can't give too much away because uh, the review embargoes are a little bit later. Um, I've been playing Ghost Recon, enjoying it. Uh, what I will say is if you enjoyed Split and Cell Conviction, you will like it. Um, well, you know, we everybody knows about the uh, the system where you mark targets and then the yeah. four of you line it up. There's it's a l- very similar to Splinter Cell's mark and execute system. There is, and there's a lot of other similarities in the game, just just to do with the the approach they've mm. taken with it. So, yeah, I personally I think that's a good thing. I love Conviction. Um, so those are the two big games of May. Uh, we may come back and talk a little bit about Max Payne in the next podcast, um, but we will be talking heavily about E3. So uh, mm. unless anyone has any other business, I think we'll wrap it up there. As ever, hit us up on Twitter at Xbox World Mag uh, and all our various personal Twitter feeds, which you heard about earlier. Mr. Basil underscore Pesto. Mr. Basil underscore Pesto. Um, don't don't uh, imitate Matt Castle. Just follow him because he's, a, he's a respectable And I'll mate. always reply as well. I'm nice it, like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. He's a, he's a funny guy on Twitter as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. And don't forget to buy the new mag. The new mag is on shelves now. It's a Max Payne. No, it's not. No, that one's off sale. Yeah. <laughs> Star it's Trek. a St- Star Trek cover with a big but Halo 4 feature in there as well. Yeah, you're going to see Halo 4 on the bag, Star Trek on the cover. Yeah. Halo 4 and, uh, yeah. Hands on with Star Halo Trek 4, man. Well. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a sci fi special. Deal. Big deal. Okay, until next time, see you later. Bye. Goodbye.